Hello there and welcome to Fabulous Folklore, the podcast for all things folklore, occult and just a bit weird. I'm your host Icy Sedgwick, blogger, fantasy author and your guide into these rather mysterious realms. I've got some rare things to show you, so come on in, take a look around, but be careful not to touch anything. These things sometimes bite. Well hello there. Welcome to Fabulous Folklore with me, your host, Icy Sedgwick. You may have noticed that my voice sounds a little bit strange this week, and you'd be right. I've come out with a really horrible cold, and yesterday I had no voice at all and sounded more like Marge Simpson, and today I sound like this. So we'll just see how we get on then, shall we? This is the problem when you use your voice so much and then you get a cold, you realise, oh my god, I've lost the source of all my powers. Anyway, we're going to have a look at the number 13 this week which was a listener and reader request and I'm always more than happy to cover anything that somebody asks for making sure that it's related to folklore so if you do have a request you can tweet me email me all that jazz and all the links are in the show notes for how to get in touch with me so this week we're looking at the number 13 and why people have such a weird fear of it or think it's such an unlucky number in in the UK anyway I don't know what it's like anywhere else you may have noticed that when you walk past a row of houses, obviously we have the odd numbers on one side of the road and the even numbers on the other, and it'll go like 7, 9, 11, 15, and you're like, what? What happened to number 13? And often builders will actually skip 13 altogether when they number a building, and floors and high-rise off blocks often there is no 13th, and airports even sometimes don't have a gate 13. And this all comes from this fear of the number 13, and at its most extreme, this fear is called triskaidekaphobia. Try saying that quickly. And there's also a fear of Friday the 13th as well, which is slightly different. We'll look at that as well. And I'll probably get the, the pronunciation of this wrong as well. But this one's paraskevidekatriaphobia or something like that. Many people actually avoid getting married, travelling, doing business or even working on Friday the 13th, which I mean, as far as I'm concerned is absolutely bonkers. So let's have a look at where the fear of the number might come from. Now, first of all, I read more than a few sources that explained the fear using numerology, saying that the number 12 is a perfect number. You've got 12 signs in the zodiac, you've got 12 apostles, 12 days of Christmas. We actually got our use of 12 in relation to time from the ancient Sumerians. So they were the ones who gave us 12 months in a year and then two 12-hour periods in the day. And because of that, Some people argue that 13 is a bad number because it follows such a perfect number, because it's trying to improve on perfection. Again, make of that what you will. But then, when you look at where the actual fear comes from, a lot of people cite the Bible as the source of the fear. There were apparently 13 people at the Last Supper. Some versions of this story say that Judas took the last seat. Others say it was Jesus. Either way, things didn't end well, so the number must be unlucky. And this isn't dissimilar from a tale from Norse mythology either, I should add, which involved Loki. So 12 gods met for dinner, and then Loki turned up and basically gate-crashed. And everybody was playing games and having a jolly old time until he did. And because of the way that Loki behaves, the beloved god Baldur ended up dead because of Loki's intervention, which again forever marked 13 as unlucky. That also started Ragnarok as well, so that one takes it a little bit further. But speaking of the Last Supper, some scholars think that it happened on the 13th. Other people think that the crucifixion happened on the 13th. Although my problem with that one is, didn't it take him three days to die? In which case, it would obviously depend 
when the 13th fell was at the beginning of the end. And there's even a theory that Cain killed Abel on Friday, which is where the fear of Friday the 13th came from. Now, scholar Vincent Foster Hopper actually points out that 13 was associated with Epiphany and appears not to have been considered other than holy by any of the medieval number theorists. And this basically implies that the unlucky 13 connection didn't come from numerology first. And Hopper actually points to Petrus Bungus as the first to point out the evil associations with the number because he recorded that the Jews murmured 13 times against God in the exodus from Egypt and then there's loads of wickedness and corruption in the 13th Psalm. So if the fear didn't emerge until the Middle Ages, which is when Petrus Bungus was kicking around, you can hardly say that it came from the Bible. Now, thankfully, not everybody believes the superstition about it being unlucky for 13 to sit down at dinner. And the 13 Club did everything possible to flout superstitions, and even President Theodore Roosevelt became an honorary member. And they basically held their first meeting on Friday 13th of January in 1882 at 8.13pm. They even met in room 13 and the group walked under ladders, they ate a meal of 13 courses and they even opened umbrellas indoors. Basically they did as many things as they could as possible to basically say, you know, these superstitions are nonsense. And 12 months later, the club secretary happily reported that the members of the club were all alive and well. And in some cases were even doing better than they had been. And this obviously went on for a while the biggest problem with the 13 club is they could only meet on friday the 13th so they didn't really have that many meetings but having such a fear of the number it's hardly surprising that number would have so many links with death and some people think that the gallows had 13 steps and i'm not being funny there is no evidence that this was the case and if you just simply google gallows or look on wikimedia Commons, you'll see loads of photos of scaffolds very few of them have that number of steps and there's also a belief that in Britain, Friday was the day chosen for most public executions, so Friday the 13th would be super unlucky. However, I've got a tiny problem with that, because public hangings were basically treated like festival days. You'd have people that basically get in there really early, people would rent out their rooms so that people could get a better view, because obviously rich folk wanted to watch the execution but not be in it among it with the common people. And there'd be ballad singers there and people selling broadsheets about the event and people selling food. And, you know, they treated it like a little bit like Glastonbury now. So basically, if you've got a day like that, we've essentially got a day off to go and watch someone be hanged. It's only really unlucky for the condemned. Richard Webster highlights some particularly strange superstitions around Friday the 13th. That you shouldn't cut your hair on that day or someone in your family will die. Considering somebody's going to die at some point. Again, there's no time limit attached. And don't wear black on that day or you'll have to wear it again for a funeral very soon. Obviously, goths flout that all the time and we don't have any problems. There's even a link between the number and a massacre. So if you've seen the Da Vinci Code, you'll have heard of the Knights Templar. And these knights basically ended up with way too much power and often loaned money to European kings. This is obviously well before you had the likes of the Bank of England and so on. And Philip IV of France lost his war with the English and basically rather than paying these debts, he wanted to avoid them. So he and Pope Clement V charged the knights with Satanism and then had them rounded up and murdered. And that massacre actually began on Friday the 13th in October 1307. So yes, it was a very unlucky day for them. If you've got 13 letters in your name, you might be cursed. And there's lots of websites pointing out that plenty of serial killers have 13 letters in their names. You've got Jeffrey Dahmer, Jack the Ripper, Theodore Bundy. But that's also hardly proof because that's not necessarily the name that a lot of them went by. And obviously in the case of Jack the Ripper, we have no idea what his actual name was. And as a, an, an additional counter to that, 
former US President Woodrow Wilson apparently found the number lucky. And he actually dropped his first name Thomas so people would only call him Woodrow Wilson. And to save you from counting, that name has 13 letters. Women don't escape from the 13 as bad belief. One theory is that women menstruate 13 times a year. Obviously, I would say, well, that depends if you consider menstruating bad luck. And it also depends on your natural cycle. And the other common belief is that a witch's coven had 13 members. And given many confessions were obtained under torture, you can't really give their contents that much credence. And also, I should point out that the coven persecuted by James I and North Berwick actually involved over 70 people. So again, where did this idea of them having 13 members come from? So, is it an irrational fear? Yes, obviously. And if anyone says otherwise, then please let me know why. Because, as I said earlier, some buildings don't have a 13th floor listed, so the building plan jumps from 12 to 14, which is absolutely idiotic, because the 13th floor still exists, whether it's named or not. And the same rule applies to streets that don't have a number 13 among the buildings, and football teams who don't have a number 13 among their players. And it's even more bonkers when you consider non-Western cultures have literally no problem with the number 13. In Asia, the unlucky number is often number 4, because the words for death and 4 are very similar. And the fear becomes even more irrational when you realise that there are positive sides to the number as well. For example, we have 13 lunar cycles in a year. And Richard Webster also points out that there's loads of groups of 13 objects on the United States Great Seal. There's 13 stripes on the shield, 13 arrows, 13 olive branches, 13 stars. And obviously the US flag has the 13 stripes for the original states. When it comes to Friday the 13th, there's even less evidence as to why people find it unlucky. Steve Rowd explains that printing presses used to make these almanacs from the 17th century onwards and they give you loads of information about dates. But strangely, none of them highlight Friday the 13th as being unlucky and you'd think if it was that prevalent a belief, it would be in there. He also points out that the number 13 being seen as unlucky actually only dates around 1852 and they can't really find that much evidence of it before that. And by comparison, superstition around having 13 at a table appears in the 1690s. So the specific belief about the table is older than the general idea about the number itself being evil. Make of that what you will. Raud also explains that Fridays have been regarded as unlucky since medieval times. I'm not quite sure why. Some people think it's because of the fact that in Norse mythology, Friday belongs to Frigg. And people, the Christians basically decided that because Norse mythology was not Christianity, therefore, that Frigg was actually a witch. So therefore, Fridays became associated with witchcraft. But it also wouldn't take much for people to conflate Fridays and the number. So given all this information, why do people still think that the number is unlucky? And put simply, nobody actually knows. We can guess and we can explore some of the superstitions. But if anyone gives you a definitive answer, take it with a pinch of salt. And then get really superstitious and throw some of that salt over your left shoulder. Because this unfortunately is part of the problem with folklore. And I've had this a few times that when I've posted a, a snippet of folklore on my blog or on Instagram, because I do have a fabulous folklore podcast hashtag if anyone's interested, and if I include something that people haven't heard before, I sometimes get a, a, a post saying, oh no, you're wrong. It's not that I'm wrong, it's just I've heard a different version of the story than you, and you'll have heard different versions from me. No one knows which version is true, so no one's really right and no one's really wrong. And people react really badly to Friday the 13th in particular anyway, which could explain why so many bad things happen. Because if you're walking around expecting something to go wrong, it's more likely that you're either going to notice something that you otherwise wouldn't have done, 
or you'll be that sort of wound up and anxious that something will end up happening anyway, thereby creating confirmation bias that yes, Friday the 13th is unlucky. Many gamblers actually consider the number 13 to be lucky, and this could be because fewer people put money on it, which makes it less competitive. So it just goes to show that different people have different associations with a number. And if I use the number 13 and I have no problems with it, then my association is going to be very different from somebody else's. And I think we can actually look to the tarot for a bit of a clue as to how to handle the number. Because the 13th card in the Major Arcana is the Death card. Ooh, so far so spooky. Or is it? Because this card actually rarely predicts an actual death. And instead, it's more about transformation or like a metaphorical death. So if you draw the death card, it doesn't mean that you're going to die. It means that you may be going to give up smoking. You might change your job. Or you might end a really negative relationship. So basically, if you take this as a lesson, instead of seeing 13 as an unlucky number, you can see it as a chance to make a change in your life for the better. So what I want to know is what do you think? Is 13 an unlucky number for you? Or is it a lucky number? Who knows? As I say, my Twitter handle is in the show notes below. Obviously, you can always email me, which is just icy at icysedgwick.com. And you can also obviously leave a comment on the blog post for this, which is just www.icysedgwick.com forward slash number hyphen 13. You can also put your requests there for future episodes as well, if you want. I should point out that I'm very soon going to be recording the bonus episode for anyone on Patreon who is subscribing at the $4 a month tier. And obviously, if you're also subscribing at the $8 a month tier, you'll also get that as well. And that is going to be on kind of how ghosts have changed uh, from like the Middle Ages onwards. We'll see how much I managed to fit in because that's quite a big topic. So anyway, my voice is really starting to go, as you can tell. So I'm going to bid you adieu for now. And I will see you next week when we look at all things related to broomsticks. So in the meantime, have a fab week and I'll see you soon. Cheerio. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, feel free to subscribe using whichever podcast app it is that you prefer. If you do use iTunes, if you could leave me a review, that would be fab. Basically, it just means iTunes are more likely to recommend this to other people. And if you're interested in more folklore, please feel free to swing by my blog, which is www.icsedgwick.com. And that's Sedgwick spelled S-E-D-G-W-I-C-K. And you can find all of the links, images and other bits and pieces that hopefully you enjoy. So have an absolutely fab week ahead and I'll see you soon. Cheerio!